Kia ora Tefano and welcome to the back catalogue of Coffee Time Theology. We originally recorded these during the first lockdown in New Zealand as an expression of church. The audio quality is a little rougher, uh, so if you're new here you might want to jump up to season two, uh, the first episode beginnings, but otherwise we hope you enjoy our discussion from 2020. Cheers. Our Bible reading for today is from Psalms 31. Uh, We were wondering for a while if we should continue with our series on Joseph and we decided that actually we wouldn't. Actually we would continue that series when we can meet together in person but for now we'd think about the Easter season coming up and this reading is from the lectionary and it's chosen for Passion Sunday or Palm Sunday which is the Sunday before Easter and it speaks about Uh, the feelings that Jesus may have had around that time. So I'm going to read it out. It's from Psalms 31 verses 9 to 16. And I'm reading from the CSB version, but obviously you can read in whatever version you like. Be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress. My eyes are worn out from frustration. My whole being is well. Indeed, my life is consumed with grief and my years with groaning. My strength has failed because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. I am ridiculed by all my adversaries and even my neighbours. I am dreaded by my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street run from me. I am forgotten, gone from memory, like a dead person, like broken pottery, I have heard the gossip of many. Terror is on every side. When they conspired against me, they plotted to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Rescue me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. I think that's a really... A really impactful passage of scripture because of the time that we're in right now. It feels like, to me, this time of waiting that we're in, when we're in lockdown but we don't know how long it's going to be for or what the final effects of the pandemic are going to be. When I first read this passage and the first line of it was, Be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress and my eyes are worn out from frustration. That seemed like a really impactful verse and so that's why of all of the readings that were chosen for this coming Sunday this is the one that I thought worked to talk about today. It's always an interesting thing when we look at Psalms and they're ones of distress um, or lament Um, because it's real easy to focus on Psalms of praise uh, because they fit in and so many of our like rhythms of church, um, you know, like hey, we're gonna read this um, psalm and it's gonna lead us into a time of worship because it's yay, God is good, or you know that kind of thing. Um, but we don't actually focus on the laments in psalms very often. We kind of move past them. And I think it's interesting. You made a comment before about. Um, how you know we we guess I guess 
um, Jesus felt, you know, in terms of uh, on his way to Calvary, you know, and and walking towards there, this this be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress, um, is a pretty interesting kind of concept to sit in. Um, the waiting, the almost the the waiting, knowing something bad is probably well for Jesus, definitely about to happen. Um, but something bad is is potentially around the corner. I am in distress for us now. Um, we have no idea what uh, what next week brings. All we know is like it's stressful. It's distressing. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I think the Psalms we tend to focus on. Uh, well, we tend to not focus on the Psalms. We tend to focus on the Gospels and the narrative stories. And the Psalms are more generally used for people's own personal devotion. And when we do look at them as a church, we tend to focus on those good ones or those positive, happy. I'm really feeling this right now. Psalms, instead of these ones that share a deeper uh, state of unease or discomfort, even though that's so uh, such a huge part of being human, it's just not a part that we we often like to share publicly mm. with each other. But it, it seemed fitting while waiting anxiously to talk about waiting anxiously and to mm. talk about how all through history our our predecessors have waited anxiously for things as well, including King David and including Jesus. And that this isn't an unknown emotion to God. This isn't strange or something that we have to hide away. This is something that we can bring clearly to God and he knows how that feels. Mm. The idea of um, like waiting anxiously... Um, is probably if someone really wants to do um, some exegesis on tracing a theme through the Bible, um, waiting anxiously would be a really interesting theme to, mm. to trace through. Because uh, if we look at um, the Abrahamic covenant, yay, Old Testament law, um, and we look at the fact that you know I will be your God and you will be my people and the concept of a promised land and all of these things and then years and years of anxiously waiting to see kind of what that means what does it mean to become a nation what does it mean to um, inherit the promised land uh, and then we go through um, waiting for some form of salvation or redemption in terms of Israelites in terms of Israel in terms of exile and um, all of this anxious waiting and even um, when we get to the point of um, Israel existing um, and waiting for you know the next prophet to tell them whether or not they're doing a good thing and then waiting for uh, the Messiah and then um, in like our time you know there's a lot of churches um, a lot of Christians who you could argue spend this time anxiously waiting when Jesus will come back and fix um, the world as we know it because weird things happen in the world, bad things happen in the world. And so this like anxiously waiting thing um, is definitely not new. Um, so it's interesting to think that we don't talk about it. Um, yeah, well, the, um, 
the way society and culture has sort of grown over the last century or so has been leading people towards answers, quick answers even. You know, we, we live in an age where, uh, I mean, we have a, a Google thing. What's it called? A Google Home Mini, I think. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Google something mini. It's the small one. You bought them, so I figured you'd know. A Google a Google Home Mini, I yeah. think. Well, we can just say, hey, Google, and ask it a question, and it will just tell us the top answer off the internet. So, I mean, if we ever need to know at a snap of the finger what the answer to a quick maths question is, or the age of some random celebrity, or... Um, what year the Napoleonic Wars started. Yeah. We can just ask and yeah. we don't even have to pick up a phone or log onto a computer or go to a yeah. library and pull out an <laughs> encyclopedia. This sounds like, there's a really weird example, you know, like, it sounds like a really not useful device, but like, hey, do you ever sit around wondering what year the Napoleonic War was? Now we've got a device for you. Um... But it does cool things too, you know, like how much does um, a cup of cooked rice weigh? And somehow it knows that. Uh, anyway, that's not, I, I lost track of what we were talking about. The point was, yeah. right, I'll, I'll get back to the point, that we're, <laughs> we've been trained slowly over the last century to get answers quickly. So if we don't have an answer for something, mm. we don't know how to cope. When there's a tragedy that has a quick answer, we can all sort of wrap up and move on from it as a society. Mm. You know, there were earthquakes, so we rebuild. Mm. But when it's a huge scale of human tragedy, like a pandemic, where there is no answer except to just go into your houses and wait mm. until it passes over. And that's all the answer we have. Mm. That's not easy and it's not quick. And some would call it slow and painful. It's not a very uplifting conversation, is it? It's, it's not really an uplifting season, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, this. so this Sunday coming... 5th of April is our Palm Sunday mm. day. Our Palm Sunday Sunday? It's the, Palm it's Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. Um, you know, which leads straight into Easter week, um, which I guess the Good Friday is into the day celebration of crucifixion. Mm-hmm. You know, then the, I think it's quite a, um, a grim series of events. Uh, and I wonder, there's been some interesting um, conversation on, on social media and with people around. What are the unforeseen benefits of tragedy, um, the pandemic? Uh, you know, this this idea of waiting for something anxiously and then we have no idea what it's like on the other side. Um, for Easter, you know, Easter is the, the pinnacle moment of our faith. You know, Easter is the celebration of... Jesus dying for our sins and being resurrected. You know, this idea of this is who we are in Christ, that all comes because of this Easter tragedy. You know, it's not a... I mean, it gets to a happy story, but the start of it's pretty grim. Like, 
And I just, mm. I, it's interesting to put that in terms of like, well, what are we actually waiting for in terms of we're waiting to be let outside? Okay, cool. Um, we're late, waiting for the coast to be clear and we're waiting for um, good news. Um, we're waiting for something, but we don't actually know what's on the other side. And it's interesting, the, the conversations around, so what's the good that happens? Um, there's conversations post um, the earthquakes, talking about how community wrapped around each other. And while you wouldn't say um, it was a good event, <laughs> you'd say that there were positive outcomes in terms of community connection and community relationship. Um, so I just I just wonder what, what life looks like on the other side. But that's me trying to move past the anxious waiting and I think the um I don't want to sit in the unknown. Mm. You know, I don't think it's it's natural to be like, okay, cool, I'm I'm comfortable here in something that is uncomfortable. Because yeah. there are things in life that are super uncomfortable. So I wonder I like to look forward and be like, well, something good like there is there is something uh not well, something redeemable about this, you know, there is something where good can happen for me. But once again, that's me trying to move past the uncomfortable, anxious waiting to be like, well, if I forget about that, what if I focus on something else? And that's for for the Easter season, we do tend to focus on the end of it. Every year we remember Good Friday and we remember Easter Sunday and that feeling of Easter Sunday and the triumph and the victory mm. of the resurrection is what we're left to sit with for the rest of the year until the Advent season. And it's real easy to skip Easter Saturday. Or even this week, like thinking about the week in between Palm Sunday and Maundy Thursday or the, the Passover dinner on Thursday night. Thinking about Jesus himself being welcomed into Jerusalem as a Messiah. And having the palm branches laid down in front of him and having the cow- crowds, not the cows, the crowds shout his name. I think if the rocks and stones can shout, the cows probably can too. That's in Jesus Christ Superstar. It's still, it's still, I feel it's relevant right now. <laughs> it's your head cannon? Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's having... Sorry. Oh, wait, can you imagine the, um... The musical equivalent of the cows shouting, <laughs> like you know, in the you know, Jesus walks in and there's no people for some reason, or they're all quiet. Um, and then there's just like this a choir flock of cows. Of cows? Is it a flock of cows? Herd, herd, herd of cows, just mooing, <laughs> and that's um, so it's not really relevant. As you were, what were you, what were you saying? So Jesus walks in to <laughs> yeah. Jerusalem. Yeah. That sounds like the setup of a joke, but it isn't one. Um, it's having outwardly the celebration when he knows what is happening in a week. Mm. And that internal struggle that he must have been grappling with the whole time. Like the, the entire Gospel of John is set up to lead to Jerusalem and to build up to Good Friday. And I know that's that's a mental picture that I know a lot of people don't really really think about is the the difference in what was happening publicly right at that moment and what Jesus and what God knew 
were coming and what had to happen mm. and how contradictory those two feelings must have been. I keep pulling you down, don't I? Mm. Yeah. You sort of slumped into the corner. Wow. Hmm. So what is that what is that in in terms of us? Twenty twenty, Aotearoa, we're currently in lockdown. Uh the week before Palm Sunday we'll be in lockdown over Easter. You know, we'll be in lockdown mm. over um over the points of both mourning and celebration in the Christian calendar. Mm-hmm. Um the bit where we are you know, we take an opportunity to remind ourselves of like who we are. So what does that actually mean for us to live in the anxiousness, you know, to sit in the anxiousness? Is there a a lesson or a, a learning that you think we can take from it? Well, I I read an article by N.T. Wright this week and he mm-hmm. talked about how Christianity doesn't have all of the answers and it isn't actually meant to. But it's meant to give us a place we can go and a, a person, a father we can sit with when we need comfort. You know, when we're in a time of collective grief, we have a language and a shared history and a faith that will bring us collectively through. But we do need to take the time to recognize the anxiety and to recognize the, the grief and to recognize that life as we know it has come to a standstill and we don't know where we're going. Mm. But we know that God is one and the same and God has promised to be with us and to stand beside us and to pull us through. And those are two things that we can hold on to together. And, you know, we can say, be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress. And that's okay. Mm. Sunday is coming. It's Friday now. <laughs> but Sunday is coming. God, uh, thank you for um, technology. <laughs> thank you that we can, I guess, share just some some random thoughts. Uh, with our um, with our family when we can't be together that we can connect uh, in something like this um, Lord we thank you that uh, Sunday's coming we thank you that um, in all of the unknown and in all of the distress you are good and you are sovereign um, and in whatever comes next you are more than than all of it you are more than um, our confusion and you're also a God who understands what it is to be anxious uh, you're a God who understands that we are anxious understands that we are in a sense grieving um, as a nation lamenting um, not necessarily just the things that we're missing because we're in lockdown but lamenting the fact that this happened at all that we're in a world uh, we're in a time where there can be such tragedy um god you are you are good and we thank you that you are good and we ask that in the season of 
waiting and the season of uh, anxiety and the season of stress you know what is best for us and you can redeem everything you can actually uh, find a way to to plant some seeds of good within this and so in our anxiousness God we come before you uh, and we ask you to calm our hearts but we also ask you just to sit with us and be with us as we are anxious and let us draw close to you and in the comfort that you provide in your mighty name we pray Amen Amen